I know what it's like to feel invisible, to think it's too late to become what you've always wanted to be. You feel like it's too late to have more life. I felt that way too, but when I lost my brother to cancer, he made me realize I have way more life to live. And I discovered the choice was mine to live it or not. I know you want to become confident and empowered, and you deserve to step into that life you are yearning for. I'm Carrie V, and I get it. There is more greatness to come in your life, and I know you can feel it. I've made a choice to live my big life. Now it is your turn to be empowered and step into the life that has always been yours. It's time for you to step off the sidelines and into your own life, the one you were created to live. It's easier than you think. I believe in you. In fact, I am your biggest fan. So let's get started. Welcome to another episode of Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. I'm so excited, so blessed, so happy that you are here on today's episode and every episode. It means the world to me that you come and spend this time together. Today's episode features Tess Feldheim. I met Tess, gosh, it seems like we've known each other forever and it's really been probably just about a year ago, I met Tess and we started to work together. I work with her one-on-one. She is in my group coaching program. She has been through my online radical empowerment program. And I have watched Tess blossom and transform into this radically empowered woman who is just seizing her days and seizing her goals and sharing her heart. It has been uh, amazing to watch her grow. Tess is a stay-at-home mom, founder and owner of Tess Talk. As a floundering stay-at-home mom, Tess Tess found herself in this job that she wanted so badly. She couldn't wait to have kids and be a mom. And then she had kids and was a mom. And she found out that all these expectations she had never happened. And she was finally able to, as she says, get a handle on it. And now she wants to help other moms, other caregivers love their lives again. She focuses on self-care, showing yourself grace and giving yourself permission to breathe and let go of the guilt. She focuses on helping you fill your bucket with joy so that you can focus it on others. And in today's episode, she gives you a very real challenge. So without further ado, let's hear from Tess. Tess, welcome to Coffee and Tea with Carrie V. I'm so excited to have you on the show. Hello, I am so excited too. (laughs) Everyone is going to love you. When you are done hearing this podcast, you're going to be standing in line to talk with Tess. Her voice is so soothing, so amazing. Tess Talk is the name of her company and it's so fitting because you will want to hear her talk over and over again. So without further ado, Tess, tell us about you, why you do what you do and your heart's desire and all the things. Okay. Well, yes, I am Tess and um, I do what I do because when I became a stay-at-home mom, I was floundering. It was my dream job. It is something that I had looked forward to the whole time that I was a working mom. And when I became a stay-at-home mom, I had all these huge expectations for myself and none of them happened. 
none of them worked out the way I thought they would. And so now that I've been a stay-at-home mom for two and a half years and I have gotten help through Carrie and gotten a I'm going to say a handle, but I don't know if anyone can ever get a real good handle on being a stay-at-home mom, um, that I want to help other moms, other stay-at-home moms, uh, so that they aren't floundering, so that they can learn to love being a mom again. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I wish that I had had you in my life when I was a young stay-at-home mom and wondering if I was the only mother who ever lost it on my kids or had days where I felt like the worst mom in the world. And where were you then? (laughs) (laughs) I'm too young to be a mom. (laughs) Yeah, Very true. (laughs) Yeah. And And that is something that I, I talk about a lot on my platform is that we aren't perfect, that we, um, have these high standards for ourselves, whether we're a work from home mom, working mom, stay at home mom, we all have these really, really high standards that we set up for ourselves or that we think other people have for us. And when we don't meet them, we beat ourselves up. Or we think like, like you mentioned, yelling, I yell at my kids. I I do. It's not something I love, but it is something that happens. And I want other moms to know that it is a part of life. If you're a mom that doesn't yell, let me know. I want to know the <laughs> trick. I, <laughs> I want to know that secret. <laughs> I'd like to meet them but, myself. <laughs> yeah, but we, yeah, we aren't perfect. And I want other moms to know that what we see on social media or even what we see out and about isn't always what really happens at home and isn't how things really happen in life. Yeah. Yeah. Where do you think the unrealistic expectations come from the most? Do you, do you feel like it's an external or an internal or a combination of the two? I'm going to say a combination, but only because um, when like my mom was a, a stay-at-home mom for a little while, she had four kids. We couldn't afford daycare. So she stayed home with us. Um, my mom was a what I remember was a very patient and kind mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I got older and I think I have a better grasp on, <laughs> <laughs> on how much I actually remember and how much really happened. Um, and then we're told um, growing up that, you know, you have to be successful, that you have to go to college, you have to do all of these things. And Um, all this pressure is put on us to be perfect, to be the perfect employee, to be the perfect mom that we aren't, you know, we're not even supposed to tell our kids no nowadays, which doesn't work for me. Um, So I think it's a combination of both of, of outside and what we're, we're taught. Yeah. And I'm making notes as you talk to it. So I remember to (laughs) bring things up. When you, you look back and you're saying, you know, I, I remember my mom being a patient mom. I remember that about my mom too, but I know that there were times where, she, where I mean, we had, she had three kids and we were pretty close in age. So I'm sure we absolutely had days where we drove her crazy, like yes. over the brink because that's what yes. kids do. I think they come pre-programmed to drive mom crazy. 
yes. on some days. Yeah, yep. right. We, well, kids are there to, to push their boundaries, to see yes. what they can and can't get away with. And that is going to drive us nuts. Yes. It's, unless you're a saint. I, I don't know how it doesn't drive you nuts. <laughs> right, right. And so, so talk to, how would you talk to a mom who came to you and said, Tess, I, I really need to coach with you. I feel like I'm losing my mind. And in your first meeting with this young mom, she is saying to you, I, I lose, I lose myself sometimes. I'm, I, I yell at my kids. I feel so guilty. The guilt overtakes me and I swear I'm never going to do it again. And then, it, and then it happens. How would you start in your conversations and in your coaching and your teaching and your compassion towards this young woman? Well, first to let that mom know that it's going to happen again, that the standard that she has set to say, I am never going to yell at my kids again is not a, not a realistic standard for any mom, not just her, but for any mom that we are going to yell. Sometimes that is the only way the kids are going to pay attention. You know, how many times do you ask nicely, can please put your shoes on, please put your toys away, please go get dressed. And they just don't listen. You can ask them 50 times kindly. And then that one time you yell is when they actually listen. So it's not that um, she's doing anything wrong. That's just part of that that boundary that the kids are pushing to try and figure out where they can get away with things mm-hmm. and um that to be able to say you know i'm not going to ever yell at the kids again that's just not not realistic but what we can do is work on some of the ways to get our kids' attention before we yell at them sometimes it's a matter of walking up to them grabbing their hand holding their hand and saying, listen, I need you to go put your shoes on so that we aren't late for school or whatever the situation is. Mm -hmm. It's not going to work all the time, but that is one step that we can take so that we aren't yelling quite as much. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I love that. I can remember book way, way back. I mean, my oldest daughter's 30 now, so we're going back years. But I remember a very wise woman in in the church that I went to pulling me aside and saying, listen, you get so upset, but you have to understand in in a child's mind, they're watching, let's say, uh, you just told me your your kids are watching Frozen 2 right now. Yep. Mm -hmm. Right. So let's say they're in the scene where Elsa is ready to ride back on the horse to stop the water from going over, I can't remember the name of the town. Arendelle. Arendelle. So Arendelle is <laughs> going to get flooded and, and Elsa is racing on her glass horse or frozen horse, or I don't know <laughs> yeah. what the horse is made out of. And it's dinner time. And you say, okay, turn off, turn off the movie. It's time for dinner. You have just, they, they're not watching that movie. They're living that movie. Yes. Yep. And you have just told them that it's time for them to leave the saving of Arendelle mm-hmm. and they can't do it. They're children. She said, what you need to focus on is the fact that these are not little adults. They're children. Yes. Yep. And changing their focus can be very difficult for them. Yes. yes. That's, yep. that is just a huge, huge, huge thing. Do you, how, how do you deal with that in your household with, so you talked about taking their hand. How else do you get their attention in order to not 
cause all that angst in their world because you have snapped them out of a situation instead of gently leading them out. Sure. Actually, I set up those expectations for them so that they know what's coming. So like, say, um, say they are watching a movie and it's going to be supper time. I tell them ahead of time when it's time to eat, we have to turn off the movie so that we can focus on eating. So then when it is time to turn off the TV there, I can remind them, say, you know, we talked about this, it's time to turn off the TV so we can eat. So it's not like this huge brand new thing that I'm throwing at them. They are, they, they know that it's coming. And that that. helps a lot if they have an idea that it's coming. Oh, that is awesome. I heard you. I heard you when you said you crave excitement and clarity and joy. I heard you when you said you wanted to be more productive, more energetic, more confident. I heard you when you said you feel invisible and you've forgotten how to dream and you know there's something more for you. I heard you. And it's why I developed my signature online program, The Radical Empowerment Method. Inside of The Radical Empowerment Method, you will learn my proven methods to get you living life on your terms, living the life you desire, not some, what someone else desires for you. It's my proven method to get you making decisions based on what you desire and not how much money is left in your bank account. It is my proven method to get you off the sidelines and into your strong, confident, amazing, joyful life. If you are ready to transform yourself into a radically empowered, radically joyful, radically productive, radical superhero, if you are ready to transform yourself into a healthy, energized, trailblazing badass, then head to the link in the show notes, grab the enrollment link, and get enrolled in the Radical Empowerment Method today. I will see you inside the method, and I cannot wait to watch your life transform. So, so do you, do you sit down, like, how do you plan out a day in order to set those expectations? So how would you, how do you do it? How would you coach someone who's doing, and whether it's someone caring for young children or caring for an adult in their house, it's, it's kind of the same. It's kind of the same. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Right. How do you structure your day and how would you how would you coach someone to structure their day from the front line? How do you handle it? I'm not a super structured person. Um, I'm, I like the, the go with the flow. Um, so that when things do happen, it's not going to wreck the whole day. Mm -hmm. It's something that we can work around. Um, so I do have, things that I work on day to day, I pick one to two things that I focus on. And those are my top priority for the day. It can take me all day long to get them done just because things do happen throughout the day. Or um, I can get them knocked out right away in the morning. And then the rest of the day is for whatever else we need to do. Mm -hmm. Um, So for for me personally, that's how I get the things that are important to me done. Um, But as far as the kids go, um, we do, they, the kids know that they have to get their chores done in the morning, which my kids are five, four and 21 months. So they're pretty young yet. Their, their chores are getting dressed, eating breakfast, brushing their hair and their teeth and making their beds. And mm-hmm. if there's any toys left to be picked up, they have to pick those up. So they know, you know, we talk about it right away in the morning. My oldest loves TV. So she will always ask very first thing, can I watch TV? 
well, have you done your chores yet? And so then it's uh, throughout the the morning, it usually takes her a couple hours (laughs) to get it done. Um, But then, yeah, she knows that those are the things that she has to work on. And then um, at lunchtime, we talk about what's going to happen for the afternoon. Um, Like this afternoon, after we're done on this call, then they're going to be able to go play in the little kiddie pool that we have. So they know that if they're quiet during this movie, (laughs) then then they get to go play in the kiddie pool. Um, So it's just, I, for me, it works really well to just talk about things with them throughout the day of what's to come. Oh, I love that. I love that. And I love also that you're setting up life lessons for them that the chores get done first. Yes. Yeah. And then the reward. Yeah. And honestly, that was something my mom always had us do it. She, you know, she growing up told us that we had to get these things done before we could do this. Well, then when I got out on my own, of course, I had to flex my own, um, (laughs) my own agenda. And so for a long time, I didn't do that. And then I struggled for so long trying to get things done that mattered, but also having time to do things that I wanted to do. And I couldn't find that balance. And then I found you, Carrie, <laughs> and you helped me re- remember that, that we got to get those things done first, and then we get, get to do the rest of the things we want to do. Yeah, it's, it's so true, and it's something that we all need help on, so. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> because it's fun to have fun. <laughs> yes, yeah. It's fun to do the fun things all the time, Absolutely. but we can't. Right. (laughs) Okay. So Tess has had a day of just the kids are grumpy and they're fussy and they're fighting with each other because they do that. Yeah. I used to think my kids were the only kids that fought because I was like, nobody ever talked about the fact that their kids. Oh, no. (laughs) Right. Yes. They fight. They fight. And for no reason sometimes. Yeah. Absolutely no reason. Cause they woke up grumpy and no one, and they have to learn. I shouldn't say no one told them, but they have to learn how to deal with that yes. waking up and feeling grumpy because we all have it. But as adults, we've learned how to hopefully control yeah. it and not just treat everybody like, you know, horrible because we're grumpy, but kids don't, kids just will pick. Yes. So they're picking at their siblings. They're picking at you. They're talking back to you. You're ready to pull your hair out. How do you then take care of yourself? Um, first I, I honestly, because my girls are so close in age, if they are just not, um, they're not relent, relenting, they're, they're just at each other. They have to go to their room and be together in their room until they can get along with each other until they (laughs) can stop fighting. Sometimes it's only five minutes. Sometimes it's half an hour, but during that time, um, that they are trying to get things figured out for themselves because I I've been in the trap where I try and fix everything for them, but Mm -hmm. it doesn't work. They have to be able to figure things out for themselves. Um, so that's why I started sending them to their rooms together, uh, to their room together. Um, and during that time I can take some time to just breathe. I turn on music. Music is huge in our house. I, love to listen to music. There are days where I turn on kids music and listen to kids music all day, which Mm -hmm. is in itself sometimes stressful. (laughs) (laughs) And then there's days where I just, I turn on my music and listen to my music and the kids, they, you know, 
who hasn't grown up listening to their parents' music? Yes. So don't think you have to play kids' music all the time, but yeah. I love that. So listening to music, pick a song. I pick a song that either helps calm me down. I like a lot of Adele. I'm still a big fan of Adele. Mm -hmm. Um, Or something that gets me moving, that gets that energy out of me that I would use to yell at the kids or something like that. Mm -hmm. So that's... That's awesome. A huge help for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. I was listening to uh, Darren Hardy this morning and he was, I think it was this morning, and he was saying how going in and fixing everything is so detrimental to the person or the child in this case who needs to work things out on their own. They need to learn those skills. And he was saying, when you coddle people all the time, you don't raise adults, you raise babies. Yes. And they never get out of, they never learn how to work things out on their own. So I love that you send them in there. Yes. (laughs) To work it out. Yeah. And that during that time, you're taking that time for yourself. Yes. To just Mm -hmm. breathe and chill out. Yep. Or to actually get the one thing done that I've been trying to do, but I keep having to break up their fights or whatever it is. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Okay. So... So a mom has said, okay, I need, I need more than a five minute break, but now, okay. So my husband came to me or someone, a friend came to me and said, I'm going to take your kids for the entire morning and you have this time to yourself. What are you going to tell this young mom that she can do? And how does she not feel guilty for, how does she not feel guilty that she's going to take this time for herself instead of cleaning the kitchen, which so desperately needs it, but ah, I have this time for myself. Absolutely. And that is something that I, I have struggled with. And some days I still struggle with because my mom does take my kids one day a week for me so that I can either do something for myself or get things done around the house. So the first thing I want to say is that you have to fill your own bucket first. So you have to do something that fills your soul, that brings you joy so that you can then take care of your kids or your uh, if you're taking care of your mom or whoever it is that you're taking care of. If you don't take care of yourself first, there is no way you're going to take the, the kind of care that you want to take care of your whoever it is you're taking care of. Um, for me, I reading is huge for me. I love to read. And um, I like to do little sewing projects or crochet projects. Take some of that morning, if not all of it, take some of that morning and do something for yourself first before you do anything for anyone else. Take that time to do something for yourself first. The more, the better. I, I, I always say, you know, start with 20 minutes. If you can manage 20 minutes, take 20 minutes for yourself and then go work on something else. But if you can manage more time, then do an hour, read for an hour, take a shower by yourself for crying out loud. That's a huge thing for me. (laughs) Just to take a shower by myself, Um, do something for yourself first and then go work on the kitchen and then go do the laundry, but do something for yourself first. Oh, I love that. I love that. Because when you fill your own cup, you can actually, as your cup overflows, it touches everyone. Yes, exactly. You are depleted. Mm -hmm. 
everything, everything is going to rub you the wrong way. Everything's going to push you over the edge. Everything's going to feel like a knife going in your heart, right? Exactly. Yes. Yep. Yeah. That's, and for me, um, finding that time for, for any mom, um, finding that time can be very difficult. Um, so what I have done, I get up half an hour early before the kids. I've tried getting up earlier, but I've proclaimed for many years, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> I just cannot get my butt out of bed. I can do it for a short time, but not sustain. So <laughs> I can get out half an hour before the kids. I drink my cup of coffee and I read. Um, or I scroll social media or whatever it is I do for myself. There are days where I still don't get up in time. Like this morning, the girls woke me up unintentionally, uh-huh. but that happens. <laughs> <laughs> it does. And then if I don't get that time for myself in the morning, then I make sure that I take that time in the evening after the kids are in bed to do whatever it is that fills my soul for that day. Yes. Because if I don't do it, I get crabby (laughs) (laughs) because your cup is empty. Yes. Yes. You just don't realize that that is what is affecting your mood when you're not taking care of yourself. You just feel like it's everything else that's making you crabby. But when you can take that time to fill your cup, to fill your soul, then you realize that it's not everybody else. It's that you're not taking care of yourself. Yes. So a non-negotiable non-negotiable is taking that time for yourself every day. Yes. Every day. And what would you you manage? Yes. And what would you say to the woman you're coaching who says, but that's so selfish. I became a mom to take care of my kids. That's selfish for me to take that time for me. I, and I struggled with that. I struggled with being able to say, it's okay for me to take this time because I felt like I had to reach these standards that I myself have set and that what I thought other people had set for me because I chose to be a stay-at-home mom. So how can I expect to have this time that when there's other things that need to be done and it's, it's selfish to not take care of yourself. And it's, it's one of those things that people say, well, yeah, whatever, you know, I don't know that I really believe that, but try it. Just try it for one, even one day, one week would be wonderful. Just try doing it for 20 minutes, one day, every day for, for five days. See how you feel after that and tell me if you still feel that it's selfish or if you feel amazing after that. All right. So Tess has given you a challenge and you can't see her face, but she was very serious. And I'm telling you, (laughs) you better take the challenge. And I agree. I absolutely agree. I was one of those who felt it was completely selfish for me to do anything for myself. But what I found was that it put me into a victim and martyrdom attitude. Absolutely. Yep. And and it's, it's, it is so defeating. Yes. And it's it's so so hard to get out of when you're in it. Yes. It's it's hard to see that it's something you can change. Yeah. You put yourself there and you can get yourself out. Yes. Yep. Yeah. So your challenge is five days. Let's make it seven. Seven days, 20 minutes a day that you take for yourself. Mm -hmm. And they are going to contact you now and say, Tess, I took you up on your challenge. And this is how I feel. Yeah. Where are they going to contact you? Where are they going to send this? So this is, so listen up, you're going to do your seven days, 20 minutes a day, and then you are going to contact Tess 
and let her know how you feel after doing that. So tell them where they can find you. On Instagram, it's just Tess Feldheim, which is a crazy long last name, but it's F-J-E-L-D-H-E-I-M. And Carrie will have it in the notes. So I will have yep, it on, on the show notes. Yep. Instagram, Tess Feldheim. Nice. All right. And what else can, let's say they do, and they are going to do this challenge because I know they are. Yes. And they're going to contact you. And then they're going to ask me, well, what else does Tess do? I, I need more tests in my life because you are so amazing. Tell Thank them you. how they can work with you. I do one-on-one coaching. I, I specifically help stay-at-home moms, but I also I, I help all moms who are struggling with um, finding their time to enjoy motherhood again. To you, you spend so much time thinking that you can't have time for yourself to do um, to be a good mom anymore. That I help you find how to enjoy motherhood again. And I also have a mini course that's called Caring for the Caregiver. And that is on Teachable. I love that. I love that. And I will put the link to that online program in the show notes so that they can, so you can find that. And um, something you said, oh, enjoy motherhood again. Yes. I absolutely love that phrase because I think it is normal for us to at times feel, I mean, I know I did where I just would feel so guilty that I you know, all four kids are fighting with each other. And I'm like, this is not fun. Right. This is yes. not what I signed up for, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so to and, hear you say, yeah. enjoy it again. Yeah. Yeah. It's and a- there's still those days. I still have days where it's just like, oh my gosh, you guys are driving me nuts. But it yeah. doesn't mean that there aren't days in there that we can't enjoy. Yes. And even in those times where they're where they are driving you nuts. When you've taken that time for yourself, it's almost like you can step back and find the humor. Yes. Because you've taken that time for you. Yes. Right. And it's fun to, and you know, it's fun to, to kind of imagine yourself in the future laughing about the stories like. Yes. You know, it is. Yeah. (laughs) When you can, when you can go to your friend and say this happened and be able to actually laugh about it. Yeah. That is amazing. That's an amazing feeling. I love that. I love it. Okay. So, you know, I'm going to ask what your pow pow shoes look like. Okay. I actually don't have pow pow shoes. I have a pow pow shirt and it, it is a shirt that my sister helped me sew. She is great at sewing and it is a light blue with little gold honeybees on it. And it fits me perfect. It makes me feel invincible. I love it. Oh, I love it. I would, I think you should put a picture of it soon on your Instagram so we can all go see it. I can do that. (laughs) Okay. We're going to hold you to that. That's our challenge to you. You challenged us. We challenge you. (laughs) I can do that. (laughs) All right. (laughs) And a journal prompt. We end every podcast with a journal prompt. So, okay. So my, it's a two-parter. The first part of the journal prompt is to write down the best part of my day and why, and then the most dreaded part of my day, and why. Mm, I love that. So we would do this every single day, my, yes. the best part and the worst part, the part I'm dreading. Yep. I love yep. that, to get, just get that focus there. Yes, well, because so often we focus on how many times we yelled at the kids, what went wrong in the day. So if we <laughs> can get out what went wrong, and then, but also acknowledge what was good in the day, that helps us and 
um, appreciate our days even more. Yes. Oh, I love that. I love it. Thank you so much, Tess. I know that I know the listeners are taking notes furiously. Go back and listen again so you can take more notes. Tess is amazing. Follow her on Instagram. Send her the results from your challenge and get to know this woman. She is amazing. Amazing. And I can't wait to hear from you and see what you were able to fill your, how well you were able to fill your bucket. Yes. And I am doing this challenge too. So good. You'll be hearing from me too. (laughs) Good. (laughs) All right. Thank you, Tess. Thank you, Carrie. Hey, thanks for listening in. I want you to know I do not take it for granted that you give me this time to have coffee and tea together with me. But before you go, it would mean the world to me if you grab a quick coffee or tea refill and pop into the podcast reviews and leave me a review. It's how this podcast grows. It's how it reaches and empowers more women. And it's how I know how to serve you best. I want this podcast to be what you need. Make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and share it with your friends. And follow me on Instagram at I am Carrie V. Remember, it is never too late. Peace out, girlfriend. Pow, pow.